Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlow Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from Ford Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's a great, it's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bolt, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but... But we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickheads, you could say. It's just it's, they're just <laughs> there's good racing and I enjoy it. Mm. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. Hello and welcome to Inside Supercars. This week we hear from Jason Bargwana, David Stewart, Tim Slade, Charlie Swerkholt, and first up, Lee Holsworth, who we caught up with following the Sydney 500. Well, Lee Holsworth... One thing that's defined your career over the last four years has probably changed, and 2016 is going to be another one. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to find the right home, and um, yeah, I think finally next year I found it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's looking really positive. You know, we've got great great group group of guys. We've got brilliant equipment, um, proven equipment, and and you know. We just need to make everything gel between everyone there and uh, and I think it'll end up being something very special. Obviously, owner-driver relationship's critical, but the one that really matters is driver-engineer. Engineer. How are you going with your engineer, the selection of engineer, and moving forward in that relationship? Because the sooner you two start speaking the same language, the sooner you see results. No, very good. I, uh, we know the engineer, and he's a brilliant operator, and... Um, yeah, I already got a, a good relationship with him, so um, yeah, it's gonna gonna work well. So um, yeah, th- there's no doubt that uh, he'll have to learn the car as much as I will. Um, but you know, with the technical package, the technical support that we've got, um, there's no reason why we'll be in the window, why we won't be in the window, um, you know, 90% of the time. Do the elbows have to come out for that pit boom next to Craig Lowndes in 2016, and because you and Techno both having one car teams, both having triple eight equipment, it makes a natural fit. Yeah, <coughs> no, we won't be pitting with triple um, eight. Uh, we'll be pitting with the BJR car, the third BJR car. So, um, yeah, obviously the the uh, the aim is to have pit priority all the time. Um, it uh, you know all, all depends on um, uh, you know how their driver performs. So, um, you know, I think. It, it'll be important to get the, the best bunch of guys as pit stop um, crew as well. So, you know, we'll have to work very closely with BJR to um, make sure that, um, you know, we've got a really professional group of guys and um, who can do the job. Well, we hope you have a great Christmas and looking forward to seeing what happens in Adelaide. And I guess for a driving point of view, I think you're off to the 12-hour as well? Uh, not at this stage. I've got a couple of things that I'm looking at, but um, no, nothing confirmed yet. So, But, uh, yeah, looking forward to next year, mate. Can't wait. All the best. Cheers. Thank you. After the break, Holdsworth's team owner, Charlie Swerkholt. I hope you'll stay with us. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to have, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Charlie Swickle, the, the sliding doors on your team ownership career has been quite fascinating <laughs> what do you can you put into perspective the different stages you've gone through not only over this year but over the, the whole career and how you keep coming back for more yeah it's quite interesting isn't it i must be crazy i must be mad something's wrong but no obviously i've started uh being a uh an ally with djr back in 03 basically end up buying the team uh in 08 Ran the team 08, 09 and 10, won the championship. Had a couple of years off leasing a licence in 11 and 12. Pro Drive or FPR back then in 13 and 14. And Walkinshaw for 15 and 16 on my own. So, yeah, it's a big, big change and a big move. Which one I'm looking forward to, obviously. Um, Roland's taken almost the whole year to put together a team for one extra car. You were putting it together... I don't know when you and uh, Ryan came to an understanding, but it wasn't in March. No, this is probably the most daunting task of the whole thing. I think I've got the ingredients uh, with, with uh, putting it all together, but look, this has only happened in the last few weeks, really, and so it's a big challenge to get it all together, and uh, one we're up for, but yeah, it's pretty daunting just to get all the gear and everything right, and, uh, but yeah, it's all coming together well, but yeah, it's a big job. Infrastructure-wise... You've got a workshop and you've got a group of people, but how many people have you had to bring in or ha- has Jeff had to go and source outside of his immediate circles? Actually, it's been so, so incredibly positive. Having Jeff on board has been fantastic. He's uh, obviously well-known in the sport and uh, he brings a wealth of uh, talent with him as well. So we've picked up the crew. The crew's all done. There was actually more coming to us than, than what we were looking for. We haven't advertised. We haven't had to really seek anything out. We've got some incredible people. And uh, so that side's been really, really, really good. We've obviously got a great package with uh, the Triple Eight car and uh, technical package, the whole alliance with Triple uh, Eight and the gear. And it's obviously every driver's dream to drive a Triple Eight car. So Lee's obviously... The, the key factor in this as well and he's so so pumped for next year obviously race teams are two very distinct parts there's the management part which you've had in place under the current structure of sorts and then the the workshop place so i guess it's just adding a different arm and having that liaison with front of house workshop that needs to be the critical keys yeah for sure look uh Obviously, I've got a, a fair few staff with my uh, Waverley Forklift business and, and looking after people, building the whole thing, and, and we've done that for many years and we've got the best forklift company in Australia, I think, anyway. Uh, doing that with the race team, I'll be empowering Jeff. He's, he's an, as I said, a great leader and, and doing all the racing side. Again, I've been putting stickers on the cars for quite a few years now and, and looking after the great partners we have, and, and it's all um, that side of things is, is really fantastic. So, yeah. Sponsorship-wise, though, is it a different ball game for how much money you have to raise to be able to field your own car from your own shops, as compared to coming in as a as a uh, gun for hire or as a 
as a customer car? No, look, I, I think, as I said before, I've been dealing with sponsors for quite a few years now and I probably do it differently. I build relationships with people and and build on, on those relationships to, to, to get some sponsorship. So we're, we're well on the, the way of having the car, you know, three-quarters funded already, which is fantastic. So it's a great start. Um, and I think it's been more positive than negative about going out on my own instead of being a customer car. I think I'm the last customer left. And obviously it gets bounced around a little bit and people are changing their models for what they want, not what I want. So Walkinshaw had a, a model that they really wanted two cars overall. So um, I'm now in my destiny and in control where I'm going. And if I if I bugger it up, well, that's my fault. But um, I'm going to have a good crack at it, and I, I reckon I can get it right. Mm. Obviously, 2016 is an interesting year because in 2017 there's all these uh, talks about new engines. Uh, we want more manufacturers. So you're setting up a year before a whole bunch of other relationships could actually be established. Is that something you're just going, oh, if I could have got one more year out of this, maybe it would have been um, an opportunity for me to bring in another partner? No, I don't look at it that way because I, I need to get into the sport to see, well, and do it on my own and, and build those relationships while I'm racing. It's no good coming in fresh. OK, we've got a whole brand new thing and... and uh, that, that doesn't work for me, so I need to get in now and, and then, you know, hopefully with AAA package and all that, whatever they're going to be doing, I'll back off that and and uh, they've got the best equipment, so why should I change? So, so no, I think I had to do it now. Well, I had to do it anyway because uh, the, the model changed, so so let's get in and go and do it. Um, we've seen co-drivers being such a critical part of the sport you brought in Sebastian Bourdais last la, uh, this year mm. is Sebastian the logical choice for you next year or do you need to actually set up a main game race team and then partway through the year either form a very strong alliance with a Dunlop series team or have a Dunlop series car yeah no look we're going through all that now at the moment we, we haven't locked our driver in there's there's actually been quite a few that have come to us already and and some good talent and drivers so we're just going through all those options, so nothing locked down or decided which way to go. But yes, we are looking at not doing any other categories, that's for sure, anything like that, but uh, just going through the whole motion of what the best option is. Is that something that you have to be mindful of, though? If you do go with an Australian driver, you need to make sure they've got seat time. Oh, absolutely. They're going to be doing miles in some sort of category at the moment, for sure. Sebastian did an amazing job, but he's a, obviously a world, one of the world's world's best, so he can drive anything, and yeah, he struggled a bit to get up to speed, but when the chips were down, he did a great job. So um, we've just got to look and see what's out there at the moment. And yeah, there's some there's some good talent for sure. 2016, outside of your efforts, but uh, looking at the efforts of what V8 supercars have to do, what do you think they need to focus on for next year? Oh, continue building the sport. It's, look, it's an on upward trend at the moment. It's, it's going well for sure. We've got some great events that you know. TV deal is good. You know, there's as many people watching it, and uh, over the two networks, and uh, you know, we've got KL happening, so that's all positive and good. And and you know, there's lots of talk about other events as well. So I think it's going well. So uh, we're in we're in good shape, I think. Well, we hope you have a. It's not going to be a restful Christmas, but we hope you have a great one anyway, and look forward to seeing you on the grid at Clipsal. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers. On Inside Supercars, Tim Slade is up next.
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Tim Slade, 2015, didn't finish on the best note for you in the Super Cheap Auto Racing car, but how do you sum up your years with Walkinshaw Performance and Super Cheap? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been up and down. It hasn't been consistent enough. Um, you know, we've had some decent results, you know, had, uh, I think, three or four podiums or something, but over two years, that's, that's not good enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was good, you know, Enjoyed uh, working with Garth and James and Nick and Lee over the over the two years. So um, yeah, wasn't the the ideal finish today, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, really looking forward to, to 2016. Once again, it's a force move on you. You have throughout your career had those sliding door moments where they just closed on you and you were left looking for another option. Do you know much about Brad Jones Racing? Do you know much about the car that they're using and the differences? Uh, yeah, I mean, back to your first point, it's it's um, yeah something that's sort of been outside of my control um, on, a, on a couple of occasions. And I guess you know where I was sort of happy at a few years ago, SBR, that'll obviously changed and um, yeah became quite a bit different. So you know, sort of, I guess. That wasn't really what I signed up for, so then you know I had to look for something else, and and then you know everything's changed here as well. So uh, yeah, I mean it is a, an awesome opportunity for me to, to jump into there in a in a you know one of their lead cars, so to speak, and you know not as a third car in a in a in a four car team. Um, so yeah, I mean I haven't had a whole lot to do with uh, with BJR at all in the past, but you know just in the in the short sort of time that I've dealt with them, it's all clicked really well so far which makes me you know even more exciting or excited about you know our future together uh you know they're obviously car i drive now is a is a holden as as you know is the case with uh, with what they use um you know i expect there to be um you know lots of small differences but you know nothing chalk and cheese i don't think anything in this category is really chalk and cheese given you know how how close the times are and it's a relationship game driver and engineer is such a crucial part of it. You know your engineer, you know who you're going to be working with, or is there still some some grey areas in the whole deal? No, no, it's all, all clear cut. I uh, yeah, I know what's going on, which is good. And you don't want to share. What's that? You don't want to share who your engineer and all that. Oh is? no, I guess they'll they'll come out in uh, in due time and and release it all when when they want to release. I don't know if it's a secret or not, but yeah, I'll, I'll let let Brad do that. Yeah, I got in trouble for getting the wrong story out too early on him too, so oh, okay. we had to kiss and make up a few times. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it was accidental. Yeah, yeah all, all good. Yeah. Now, all seriousness, a break now before you go into 2016. Do you, how do you wind down from this season and, and gear up for the next one? 
I uh, just do the normal stuff I do, go back to Adelaide and um, catch up with the family, spend some time there and got another trip planned and um, yeah, that's about it really. Looking forward to the 12 hour as well before the season starts next year. So um, yeah, it's a, an exciting year ahead. How good is it now that the, you know, the ridiculous war is over? War? Well, you had a test day up against the Bathurst 12 hour. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's good that they've resolved that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the events. Um, you know, it's got bigger and better every year, and um, you know, I'm pretty excited to take part. And do you think this is the last time you race on the Sydney circuit in its current configuration? A lot of talk that it might be cut down and shortened, like uh, like they did with the Gold Coast. Uh, no idea. I'm not sure. I haven't really heard too much. Do you think it'll make a a big difference to the event? Um, oh, I haven't even thought about it. It's the first I've heard of it. Okay. Well, have a great uh, have a great Christmas. Look forward to seeing you at BJR in 2016. No worries. Thanks. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Percat. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck. For Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And And you're you're listening listening to Inside Supercars. Jason Barguana is the driving standards observer for V8 Supercars, and we asked him about his 2015 season. So, look, I mean, look, I think this year's been quite good. There's um, been some fantastic racing. A few guys have uh, pushed the limits a bit, but that's what these guys are designed to do. That's their DNA. So, I think that uh, it's been really good, and everyone's um, really behaved well. You always get stuck with the hard calls. How have you felt that the guys and the drivers, when you've had to impose a penalty have reacted and, and, and do you, you know there's obviously a level of respect that has to be shared between you have you always felt the reciprocal respect yeah look i mean the, the, look, it's a very passionate sport you know so in any of these situations where we're faced with tough decisions that's what the role that i play um i try and be consistent fair and reasonable but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day whichever decision i make is always going to upset one person and make one person happy so that's the, the general nature of the role um so, yeah, everyone reacts and, and has different opinions, but we uh, all tend to move on, and as we say, the next day gets up and we start again and have another race and we get on with it. So that's, that's how it tends to work. Is there any sort of ruling or interpretation that you think going into 2016 you want to you wanna work on and clarify and make it very clear to them? Well, look, any, any business that doesn't review its process every year and work out how to improve is probably fairly foolish in the way they operate. So... Of course, we'll sit down and reevaluate and look at what we can do better and what we can do uh, and make things easier and better for everybody. So that's just a normal, general part of everything that we do in this sport. Race teams do it, um, the business does it, and obviously my office is going to do it as well. So, um, you know, we'll take every ounce of feedback we can gather and see if we can make the system better for everybody. Well, a lot of people say, good on your bags, because we don't want to have to make that decision, and You've done it again. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those jobs I don't think there's too many people lining up to uh, put their hand up for it. So, 
I quite enjoy being able to contribute to the sport still and obviously not as a driver anymore but in a role where I understand and, and still racing myself it seems quite relevant so um, you know for, it seems to have worked quite well they've asked me back so that's a good sign. <laughs> David Stewart is the sporting and technical director of Air Supercars and he's next on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Yeah, that should be all right. Dave Stewart, uh, here we are in Sydney, the end of the year, and uh, of course, normally at the end of the year for a man like yourself who's been invested in race teams and in and around that close confines of, of so many people, it's a relief and it's a time to celebrate. What's it like at head office? Oh, I think it's the same feeling for everybody within supercars. You know, we, we've been... Uh, promoting 10 of the 14 events throughout the year so you know there's a lot of effort and pressure and stress just like being in a race team uh, to you know make sure that we can put on the best show possible for uh, both the competitors and our fan base so yeah I mean Sunday night there'll be a fair amount of relief I think throughout the the supercars network as well and for yourself in a technical role still but a very different technical role yeah absolutely again you know not not running the the technical department of a team but, uh, you know, involved in the technical departments of all teams to, to some extent uh, and providing some, you know, hopefully providing good information for the team so they can move forward as well. What's it like having the ability to go to any race team up and down the, uh, uh, the pit lane and say, I want to see this piece of tech, a piece of kit that normally under, under the previous circumstances you would never be allowed to see or touch oh look that's that's been a really interesting aspect of uh, or part of the job and uh you know hopefully i've got a reputation out there with the teams that they've they've got a fair degree of trust that what i see and what i talk to them about doesn't go any further than their team uh and that's always what we do uh so you know it's been it's been really interesting and you know, to, to be involved in a team for so long and then step back on the other side of pit lane and be able to have eyes into all teams and, you know, see how they run and, uh, you know, the, the methods that they employ has been really interesting. Is it, has it reinvigorated your motorsport passion and interest or has it sort of been a bit daunting? Oh, no, no. It's, you know, it's, it's certainly... I wouldn't say reinvigorated because... I'm one of those motorsport tragics that just love motorsport and to be able to be involved at this level with supercars and with the category has been fantastic and I think if anything it's not reinvigorated but it's, it's you know, heightened my passion for motorsport even, even greater. And boiling away in the background is this thing called Gen 2. Yeah and that's good for us too, you know, Gen 2. Uh, it's a big project, big project, and we're not a race team, so our technical department isn't a race team. We don't have the resources of a uh, of a race team, so we're we're making good progress. We're uh, so, and that's also a really exciting project to be involved in. How how much do you get involved with what the as uh, Craig, isn't it? Yeah, that's doing the engines for you. How how integrated is your involvement with that? Oh, look, 
just like a race team, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, engineering to fabrication to machining, those de- departmental uh, relationships are exactly the same within our technical department. Um, as I said, we're a small group, so we're very much integrated, and Craig and I uh, and the technical department department speak on a daily basis not only about gen 2 but about homologations of engines uh, scrutineering of cars and the like so we're very very much a, a tight integrated group and uh, i think it works i think it works well mm. well we wish all the best for christmas and the new year and uh, i don't know are you having to do the uh, technical regulations for gt racing at the bathurst 12 hour or is that uh, not in your uh, in your compass Oh, look, uh, out of interest, I volunteered my services for uh, for the twelve hours. So I've been I've been involved in a little bit within uh, our events department in just uh, being basically the conduit on or, or the sounding board for issues of a technical matter. So I'm looking forward to having a break, as I think everybody in pit lane is. And uh, fortunately, this year we'll get a bit of a break. But you know, also excited about you know going racing again next year. Mm. Uh, sorry, the twelve hour, of course. You just get to get your head around parity at the. Uh, the GT3 level, so you know what you're in for in a couple of years' time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, you know, uh, motor racing is the, the great thing about motor racing is there's so many different categories and there's so many different ways of, of peeling the apple. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it's done at a GT3 level. And uh, you know, certainly um, that's my keen interest is is to, to know how it's done, understand it, and you know, look at the good things that we do within our category now. So I think. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I'll come away from that and with a with a validation of the way of why we do things the way we do and, and how we do it. Mm. Well, have a great Christmas, as I said, and we look forward to seeing it about this. Tremendous. Thanks a lot. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.